Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, self-defense, and more. Now, here are the hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from deep behind enemy lines, it's Gun Sports Radio, right here on AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Dave. He is Lance. We got Michael Schwartz. We got Hollywood Holyfield in the house from Gun Range, San Diego. And speaking of which, we couldn't do this show without him. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 92111, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to Gun Range, San Diego. You can get all the information you need, whether you want to learn how to shoot a gun, maybe you need to brush up on some of your techniques, or maybe you need to get some work done on your on your guns, whatever you need. Gun Range San Diego is the Nordstrom's of gun ranges. It's just not the price. All right. Hey, before we get going on the show, Gun Sports Radio would like to recognize and honor the many active military personnel who died in service to our country as Memorial Day is tomorrow. So we want to thank them from the bottom of our hearts because without them, we wouldn't be sitting here chatting. There we are. That's right. So hey, we got Michael Schwartz in the house. What's kicking, buddy? Yeah, I got. I got a. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the gun show and the efforts to to uh, save the gun show. But I got a text from a volunteer. I don't know if you guys have received this yet, but I've seen them all over the internet. People are receiving texts from volunteers from uh, Gavin Newsom's campaign to be governor, mm. and so I uh, saying, "Hey, you're going to support Gavin Newsom, et cetera, et cetera." So I'm trying. I've seen other people do it. I'm trying to help start a trend. If you receive one of these texts, write back. For every text I receive regarding Gavin Newsom, I will be donating ten dollars to the NRA. I like it. I so, like that. That's awesome. It is right. That's the state. So I wrote. I wrote that and it wrote. Please text me to confirm you received this, so I can send another ten dollars to the NRA. Oh, oh no like message it. back. No I need to send about sixty bucks to the NRA. Noted. I'll get that done today. Darn right. Darn right. Wow. So we so how uh, the Delmar Fairground or Delmar Gun Show work? Yeah, out? it's it's. Uh, I got to tell you, it's um, it's uh, it's getting kind of ridiculous. There are there's a very small group of people that are trying to get the gun show closed, and uh, you know it's not so much about you know who's running the gun show or the company or whatever. It's about the fact that they're using this to you know portray gun owners mm-hmm. as uh, dangerous and and bad people and. That's why we have to stand up for this thing. So uh, in less than a week, San Diego County Gun Owners organized an effort, and we got 3,100 signatures, uh, individual signatures on letters. And Tuesday at their monthly meeting, uh, we we delivered all 3,100 letters to the 22nd Agricultural Board, which is the board that oversees the fairgrounds. And boom, that was about, it was about a foot and a half. If you haven't seen it, check out the picture on, uh, San Diego County Gun Owners Facebook page. But we delivered about, it was about a foot and a half tall of letters. 3,100. 3,100 letters took us less than a week. That's awesome. Less well, than a week. And also, too, I mean, that, that was a heroic effort to be able to get that done. And you also had to sit through that meeting, uh, for what, three hours or four hours worth of meetings before yeah. you had a, chance to finally deliver but i have to say that all cameras were on you and that stack that foot and a half stack of not signatures but actual, actual letters. letters yeah this is not an online petition where people just kind of clicked or it wasn't just a petition where people just kind of signed these were 3100 letters you know individually signed they all put their name and where they uh where they uh what city they lived in but yeah it was 
pretty dramatic, and we, we got a lot of coverage. Uh, KUSI and local Fox and a bunch of bunch of places were super interested in. But I thought it was interesting. So we were sitting through that meeting. Like, yes, yes. And they were talking yes. about um, all the other things that go on at the gun show. And, yeah. you know, these anti-gun folks are kind of, and frankly, I, I felt from a couple of the board members, the 22nd Agricultural Board members, we're kind of taking this moral ground, like the like the we need to get rid of the gun show for moral reasons. Well, for two hours while we were waiting, they were talking about all the other events at the fairgrounds, which were just drunk fests and gambling on horses. Well, yeah, which, well, <laughs> which, yeah. Is, which by the way, that's fine. You know, get drunk and gamble on horses all you want, sure, but then don't try to take the moral high ground, exactly, you know? right, like, right. <laughs> and, and pretend that a gun show or families and law abiding citizens show up to you know, do something constitutionally protected. I mean, come on. Yeah, the board's dealing with this stuff all the time. So to your point, you know, the when the, the thing started, it was a bunch of, back in the 20s, it was a bunch of farmers showing off how big their fruits are and probably a shotgun. And then sometime, you know, the depression came and it's like, oh my gosh, we need money. So we're going to let gambling in. Mm. And so the board sits all the time talking with people about defending gambling <laughs> and how many horses die every time right. they have a race. Right. And then you're talking about, uh, last I looked, gambling wasn't a... Uh, wasn't yeah, an amendment. Constantly, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Again, I got nothing against the the horse races or the gambling right. or the no, or anything I'm, else, but just the moral, you know, uh, you know, soapbox that they were standing on. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. Let me bring up something because I heard this from somebody that I was talking to about, you know, our show, and uh-huh. and he says, you know, have you been to the gun show? And I said, to be honest with you, no, I have not. He said, there's hardly any guns there. <laughs> He said, "There's more equipment, yeah. and clothing, and instructors. Instructors." He says, "That's a true story. It's well, not like there's yeah. millions of guns available. You know, there's just a very a handful, from what I understand." The reality is, is that that people are lashing out because our elected officials Correct. aren't doing anything to protect kids in schools. Correct. And it's my opinion that back in the day when hijackers were ruling the skies, that finally someone stepped up, put a few securities right. officers, and then it was actually a Republican believer, not I think it was George Bush, who spent money to put in the TSA. And have you seen any hijackers? So they have to harden the schools, get over it. So what I saw, my takeaway from the meeting was, is that it was a lot of misdirected anger. Yeah. There was one woman who was a teacher, and and she was holding up a newspaper uh, from the Torrey Pines High, saying these kids are you know t- talking in here about dying every day. They're freaking out, so they're lashing out at the board. They're doing anything they can, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and so I think the community needs to do more just to to harden the schools. That'll deflect from the the gun community quite a bit. Well, I think you're right, but but the core of this, you're absolutely right, totally yep. agree. But there is a core that is useless leveraging sure. this. They, sure. they are they're yes. anti-gun, right? You know, they're as anti-gun as the day is long. L- they yes. have been for years, and they're latching on to the these horrible hands. Well, that's what I say. Well, let's we'll take the okay, fight well, out of them. Let's yeah. let's harden the schools and yeah. take that. That'll take that part out, right? But the gun show has nothing to do nothing. with any of these high-profile. Uh, and that's why we have to tell all crimes. these people when they're talking yep. that we agree that gun people are are anti-violence. Absolutely. I mean, the We're reason anti-violence. why I have a gun is because I want to prevent violence. And protect your family. And that we have right. to talk about this because we are anti-violence for the most part. All of us are. 100%. And so um, and so we have to tell folks that is that I agree that, you know, we are anti-violence also. But to direct our anger at, a, at an at object a is ridiculous. Yeah. No, at an object, you know, like You're an SUV or, or yeah. whatever the case may be. So that's kind of the takeaway. I saw the hurt in the room, but I also saw that it was misdirected anger. So, um, you know, I think the gun community could do a lot more in that sense to, you know, kind of try and defuse that deal. So where are we at? 
Well, they're gonna so they're gonna talk about it in September. So we have all summer to continue to talk to media and continue to talk to uh, uh, the board and and make our point. Um, and and then they'll decide in September. I honestly think that uh, I don't know. It, it could go either way. I'm, I'm here. I'm hearing a lot of people say, "Oh, they'll they'll never shut down the gun show." That's not true. Well, uh, I think uh, uh, why don't we why don't we talk about the elephant in the room? And I mean, the bottom line is, I yeah. think the other side did an amazing end run. You know, um, you know, digging up the past on on Bob and his family and that whole deal. So you know, well, so the 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 show, the contracts and everything are signed by his by the daughter. You know, by the the daughter runs the show. Yes. Um. So that was just another uh, you know red herring. Sure. They were trying. You know, hey, look over here, look over here. It was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty. It, it, it was it pretty was, good. It was definitely newsworthy. It was pretty good, yeah. but it was also. Uh, misdirection and it was it was in, yeah. in some ways very very false because but the person running the show and, and doing taking the, the show away that doesn't have that many guns in it to begin with what is it gonna what what is it well gonna even if that? it does have guns in it it's, I know, it's, all, what's it's it all legal stuff but well, what, is what, said, it's, what is it gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna stop a crime it's right. not gonna save a life all there's anything is gonna take money out of the delmar coffers well, well, quite a sure. bit, but that About a half being, a million bucks. Yeah, it's half like a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Yeah, half a million. Do they bucks. realize this? Yes. They oh do. yeah, the board. Yeah, they realize. And sitting there during that show, I mean, what was that thing that they were talking about spending like twelve billion million dollars that they didn't have, and they were going to yeah. borrow money, but not. I I don't think these guys are flush with money, and I think that losing a half a million dollars would put a big hurt on them. Well, yes. let me tell you what: sure. when somebody turns around and says, "Excuse me." But, you know, the other side, money's not important to them. Income's not important to them. And, frankly, we're not doing it for money. We're doing it no. because it's the right thing to do. And them trying right. to villainize us yeah. uh, and trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, make us seem evil, that's what we're standing up to. So I don't care who yeah. runs the gun show or who's just in charge. We just got we got to stand up because they're using this as an opportunity to make us uh, uh, look like bad people. That's right. So let's take a quick break. But, hey, guess what? Coming up next. Our good buddy, John Dillon, I know he's on the other end of the phone, gnawing on the cable. He is going to talk to us about gun laws restricting orders in California. And then, of course, we got Hollywood's always in the house. Right here on AM 1170, The Edson. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170. The answer brought to you by Trident Gunsmithing, 858-577-0576. Go to tridentgunsmithing.com if you're a hunter. You need to learn how to you know, take care of the game that you, you hunt. They'll teach you how to cook it, clean it, dress it. Plus, they have all the weapons and ammo and all the equipment necessary for you to take the family out hunting. Tridentgunsmithing.com, tridentgunsmithing.com. All right, right now we got John Dillon on the line. He is with Gatsky Dillon and Balanced LLP. Go to cafirearmslaw.com. He will be more than happy to answer any and all your questions. Don't get yourself in trouble until you've talked to John, especially if it's you know related to firearms. 760-431-9501. John will be more than happy to help you out because I tell you, you, you really got to talk to him before you get yourself into trouble so hey john what are you up to bud what are you going to talk to us about well how's it going guys uh today i kind of and i know mike's going to help me out with this one but uh we uh, a few weeks ago in the last month uh, me and michael sat down with the san diego city attorney to discuss uh 
gun violence restraining orders and uh, the procedures surrounding them and how they're issued and uh, if the, what policies the you know the police and the city attorney uh, follow when uh, trying to get such uh, restraining orders on people in San Diego uh, after the. Let's see, with the Florida shooting, there's a big push uh, by uh, Miss Elliott to uh, do these gun violence restraining orders, and they actually wrote a couple different articles in San Diego talking about the, the various examples of the most recent gun violence restraining orders that they got against people, and to kind of show that what they're doing was fantastic and great, and you know how it you know, will save lives and saves people. So uh, we wanted to sit down with them and discuss them because, you know, uh, regardless of the, the, the few examples that were, you know, given publicly, there's still some big issues when it comes to gun violence restraining orders and uh, due process rights and the fact that, you know, we are quite literally talking about uh, someone being stripped of their property, uh, being searched uh, in their home and, you know, potentially... Uh, detained uh, based off, you know, without any type of conviction. Um, there's no court or anything before any of this happens. Uh, so it, it's a touchy subject when you want to consider the constitutional rights of people, and it's not just the Second Amendment rights. Um, well, hey, hey, John, just mm-hmm. for those people who are listening, can you give us just a brief explanation of what happens if, like, you know, I go out and I put a restraining order on someone? Just give me, like, a like a, a broad stroke. Yeah, so with gun violence restraining orders, essentially, uh, as the law stands right now, uh, immediate family members or law enforcement can you know, request a gun violence restraining order when they feel that uh, you know, a family member, you know, someone they're investigating uh, is a danger to themselves uh, or, you know, and they own and possess firearms. Uh, and it's very broad uh, way of classifying things um, and there's all sorts of scenarios that can come up uh, but essentially if you know, a family members you know heard you talking about how you're kind of depressed because uh, you know your your mother or your father died but uh, and you you know recently recently purchased a gun like technically that could allow for a gun violence restraining order to be issued in which uh, it would be done without your knowledge, and the police would show up to your door and let you know that this order has been issued and that they can uh, take your firearm away from you for your safety, of course, and then you have to go into court uh, uh, subsequently and uh, prove that you're not a danger uh, in order to get your property back. So you're so, guilty before proven innocent. Mm-hmm. So I have a bad day, and I, you know, and I speak... Uh, you know, not literal, but it's like, man, I just don't even know how I'm going to make it through this week. Mm-hmm. And Mike over here says, man, I, I hate, you know, yeah. I'd hate, to, I'd rather say something to see something bad happen. And the next thing I know, the law comes up and they're like, yeah, you're, we heard you might be a danger to yourself. So without any uh, judicial process or anything like that, we're going to make sure you don't have any guns in your house anymore. And all your guns are gone. Right. Wow. Is that how it works? Uh, or my cousin, or my sister, or my mom, my dad? 
It pretty much, yeah, right now it has to be uh, family. And, and it, this was a, by the way, the city attorney actually invited us in to, to talk about this. We, yeah, they were very welcoming with us, and we did sit down with them for a good long meeting, and uh, they were very willing to talk with us about it. So we have to do give them their due credit on that. But we have to, I, I got to tell you, it was, uh, we, there's some serious concerns. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things that, that I think Michael agree with me on is, you know, when we expressed our, you know, concern with, you know, the abuse and, you know, the, you know, the overuse even of, of these orders, you know, one of the big reasons they said, oh, don't worry about, you know, there won't be any abuse is that, well, we just don't, don't have worry. the budget for it. Yeah. Did you hear that? So we, <laughs> we said, well, well how, what, what are you guys doing to make sure that this isn't going to get abused? And the city attorney actually said, "Well, gee, I, I don't have the budget to to uh, you to know put, to do put, that." Let like alone, this many know. people on on this issue, and you know, so <laughs> not, not having a, they not don't a, have enough money yeah. to do it as much as they probably would. Uh, it's, it shouldn't make anyone feel better. I don't I, think. Yeah, we told her right then and there. You know, that doesn't really make us feel any better that you just simply don't have the budget to abuse people. Jeez, but if you have a budget, we're in serious trouble. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, mm-hmm. But the big thing about this was, um, you know, she gave a bunch of examples in her op-ed uh, talking about these gun violence restraining orders, and we went through and showed, hey, wait, in every single scenario, there's already a law that was broken. So if there's already a law that's broken, you know, and they're doing something. You could have arrested that person then and there and actually confiscated a firearm based off of that arrest. Right. So what's, what was it? We kept, you know, the end of the meeting was, you know, explain to us what hole is being filled here. Why do we need a gun violence restraining order? And, John, I don't know, you know, how you felt, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel like they really had a good answer for that at all. Well, I'll tell you, when we first pressed them on it, it, it didn't seem like they had an answer at all. And then we kept talking and bringing up, you know, certain examples and ideas and just kind of trying to figure it out just through discussion. And, you know, it almost seemed to me that through our discussion uh, with them that they figured out, like, the best reason why or they have for uh, doing these gun violence restraining orders, which was once someone, uh, you know, in general, if someone's ever arrested uh, and, you know, for some type of crime and, you know, uh, firearms confiscated based off that arrest, and let's say they post bail, and so they, they're back home and they're waiting on their court date, they, you know, city attorney's office stated that, you know, in that time of being, like, out of jail, waiting for your court date, they don't want someone to go out and buy a firearm and then hurt someone. And, you know, I, I believe Michael's looked in this. I have never heard of this happening, but, you know. Nope, not one time. don't know of a case of when someone was arrested for a crime, uh, you know, posted bail, went to a gun shop, uh, passed a background check, did a 10-day wait, you know, uh, put through all their proofs of identification, everything like that, picked up their gun and then used the crime, uh, used it in a crime subsequently. Uh, so it's to say that their, you know, reasoning for doing these gun violence restraining orders as opposed to just a general arrest and, you know, traditional due process is so small and insignificant. It, it's pointless. Yeah, they, they, they made it sound like they make it sound like when they talk about these gun violence restraining orders is this is the only way. Um, that we can, uh, you know, take firearms away from dangerous or mentally unfit people. 
Um, but that's simply not true. And then when we sat down and talked to him, we said we pointed out, hey, wait, you already have law enforcement already has plenty of ways to do this. What's the purpose of the gun violence restraining order? And the only thing they could come up with was, well, if somebody's arrested and uh, they post bail, and we take all their guns away and they post bail, they can get out of jail, go buy a gun, pass the background check, wait ten days, and then use that gun. You know, so they wanted someone to be uh, a prohibited person while they were waiting to go to court. And I, and technically, there that's correct. They they in theory could possibly do that. Um, but on all the research that we've spent, that I've spent, uh, I can't even find a, a single time that anyone's uh, bought a gun after being arrested and all their firearms were taken away, legally uh, used it or illegally used it. I mean, it's it's total disconnect, and it's I, I think it's the fact that they don't have a, that was the other thing, John, that surprised me. They have no written procedure at all. Mm-hmm. On this, not at all. Not a, nothing in writing at all. They kept telling us, "Well, yeah. this is what we do. This is what we do. Great, let's see it in writing." There's well, no but, situations in which they, you know, under these circumstances, a, a gun violence restraining order would be appropriate. Under these circumstances, a gun violence restraining order would not be appropriate. I mean, these are basic guidelines. Like you need to inform law enforcement that, you know, this gun violence restraining order isn't just going to be the default fallback provision and action that all law enforcement is going to take in any situation where there's something questionable going on, uh, much like what the 5150 uh, danger to yourself or others uh, is used uh, currently. You know, uh, Nowadays, if uh, law enforcement finds someone drunk, uh, you know, they just take them to the hospital and uh, on a 5150 hold and declare that they're danger to themselves or others based off a mental disorder. Yeah, but, and, and I want I want to be clear too. You know, conceptually, the idea of you know making sure that people that have committed a crime they're dangerous or they're mentally unfit. Yeah, we we want to make sure that uh, they get the help they need or, or they are incarcerated and they don't have access to firearms. Like we're you know yeah absolutely. But this gun violence restraining order, the way that she's implementing it, is at, is wide open for abuse. It's a zero forethought. Um, it, it looks to be like it's total, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, propaganda um, uh, mixed with uh, a, a lack of any kind of commitment or budget or anything to make sure this thing goes right. And so, or John, oversight. <laughs> I, yeah, no oversight. I, I think this this thing's. Uh, Pretty bad, John. What, what, in, what do you think? What, what were your? What's your final takeaway from my, this? My final take is uh, ever since I've heard of this idea, I've been completely against it. Uh, it's just they're, they're not right. The, the, we have basic principles of law in this uh, country, and these are you know uh, ways that people are trying to get around you know due process rights just to make their job easier, so they don't have to put in the effort. Uh, you know, to get that conviction or get that lawful arrest. I just do these other things for the public good and the public safety uh, uh, while ignoring, you know, the rights of individuals. Because no matter who you are, if you're in this country and you're a citizen of this country, you have rights and they apply to everyone, whether you committed a crime or not, to be honest. And uh, I think they're atrocious and they're not going to be done right. And we're going to be doing a little bit of research into the uh, the gun violence restraining orders that have already happened because I'll tell you, the examples that have been given to the public were the best examples they could find. I'm going to tell you right now, there's ones that do not fit the criteria but still were issued. Wow. All right, buddy. Hey, well, thank you very much. As always, folks, if you need to get a hold of John, you can contact him at 760-431-9500. 
or go to cafirearmslaw.com. That's www.cafirearmslaw.com. Let John help you out of your sticky wicket. Right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170. Hey, do you or any of your uh, family members try to get a CCW? Good. Well, if any of your family members keep firearms or other weapons for personal protection, well, guess what? What happens? What are you going to do if you get involved in a situation where all of a sudden they're trying to take away your guns? What are you going to do? Well, let me tell you what. Do what we do here at Gun Sports Radio. Go to Firearms Legal Protection. For less than $10 a month, you will have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is sitting there waiting for your call. For you and your family. That's right. You and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com. You can call them at 469-310-9100 or go to firearmslegal.com. This is a call you need to make. $10 a month? Come on. You can handle that. Okie dokie. Hey, by the way, this segment's brought to you by Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in lovely San Diego. 10 to 10, seven days a week. Gun Range San Diego, the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. You're going to have to sit here and listen to Joe Holly, Hollywood Holyfield. And I don't know what he's got. What do you got today, Sunshine? Well, I'll tell you. First thing I want to do is say, you know, talk about how important the firearmlegal.com is because, yeah. you know, heaven forbid – you do all the th- you do everything right. You take all the training. You follow all the rules. You jump through all the hoops. And the worst thing that you could ever imagine happens and somebody breaks into your home, mm. somebody grabs your kid, somebody does something, and you have to put your finger on that trigger. These are the guys that are going to be there on the aftermath of that. And so that's very, very important. So mm. I'm so glad that they're a True sponsor. story. I'm a member. Right. Everybody else here. Absolutely. Members. Yeah, all of us. So what's going down at the uh- – Nordstrom's. Well, well, I tell you, we the nine millimeter sale is back on. We finally found another distributor to give us some ammo at a decent price, so you can still come down there and get that thousand rounds of nine millimeter for two hundred dollars. That's cool. fabulous. It's cool. just as cheap as you can get it on any online store. So you know, now that uh, the legislature's up there at uh, in Sacramento are holding us back and not letting us do our ammo sales online, guess what? You come down to Gun Range San Diego, you get it. Same price as you get it online. It's worth the drive. It's worth the drive, and you know, a thousand rounds of nine millimeter for two hundred dollars. And you know, we're coming up toward the end of uh, May here, and there's a couple of wow. factory uh, incentives that are out there that end on May thirty first. So you got one more week to come down and get these taken care of. And I want to get these out uh, before we forget. Number one, Daniel Defense at Gun Range San Diego. Daniel Defense, all Daniel Defense firearms are three hundred fifty dollars off. $350 off. So basically wow. we're giving you about $14 to take these things home. Wow. And if you buy a Daniel defense, uh, rifle before May 31st, send in your receipt, they will send you a free vortex optic, the spark AR red dot optic. Nice. For free. It's about a $290 retail value. So with our three fifty, they're two ninety. You're looking at almost a 600 or $700 value this thing going on so it's it's really awesome 650 640 dollars um on value on buying a daniel defense 
And then Springfield Armory still has their deal until May 31st, where if you buy a M1A, any M1 style rifle, the Scout Squad, the SOCOM 16, the standard M1A, whichever one you buy, you buy it before May 31st, send them, send them your receipt, and they're going to send you three free magazines on top of your purchase. So that's another $120 that you get for free. So, uh, And they're $100 off at Gun Range San Diego. So as long as they're running their promotion, we're running our promotion. So we want to get that out because we, we are right here at the end of May. And here's what else happens at the end of May. It started back in about, uh, you know, a whole, you know, 200 years ago back in the late 1800s, is it started off as Decoration Day. I don't know if you know this or not. But Memorial Day used to be called Decoration Day. And what they would do is, you know, the Civil War uh, cost more lives for our citizens than any other war we've ever been in since. It was a war amongst ourselves. And uh, not long after that, they started Decoration Day. And basically what they would do is the people in different communities would go out and decorate the graves of fallen soldiers north and south and put flags and pins and whatever on their gravestones and decoration because after the civil war there were little grave sites everywhere and because there were so many um fallen soldiers you know and you know people just didn't have the money that's when it became the um the national cemeteries came about because of the Civil War, because there were so many people to bury. Mm -hmm. So that's how National Cemeteries came to be. Ah. So these families would go out to these National Cemeteries or these little plots where the communities would do it for for the soldiers north and south to pay their respects. And that went on and on and on. And then... That's the that's the origin of that's of the origin Memorial of Memorial Day. Interesting. Yeah, it was called Decoration Day. It was called Decoration Day for about a hundred years. And um, Waterloo, New York, was the first. There's Rochester, Wisconsin, who had the first parade. So they say they are the first ones that came up Memorial Day. And then there's a there's a place in uh, uh, Pennsylvania who say no, we had our uh, celebration before, but there was no parade, so they came out with it. But Waterloo, New York, is credited from the government with having their first Memorial Day because they declared a day when they closed every business in town shut down. Hmm. They closed all the doors. Wow. Nothing was open. Um, and I'm, I'm on Team Wisconsin. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> and so they, they, they closed everything down. And then in 1970, in 1968, it was actually part of, like, the Civil Rights deal where they made Decoration Day a federal holiday, uh, and it was called the the Monday of Holidays, the, the Monday Holiday Bill or something like that. Basically, the federal government wanted a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. So now it's the, the last Monday in May, and it's that's now Memorial Day. And right. That's in 1971. Is just like a lot of bills we see today where they're signed in law one day, but they don't get enacted until a later date. Mm-hmm. 1971, it was enacted, and that's how we get it. I'll be there. That's good. I never knew that. That was good information. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Well, you know, uh, this is kind of a prelude to, you know, we, we like to come on, you know, Gun Race San Diego likes to come on and we will give our, uh, our hash, you know, slash my opinion on uh, a lot of the events that are happening 
on the rest of the uh, on the rest of the the segments. But what we're going to start doing is trying to get something a little more formatted so that we're going to give some some more technical information. Organized? Uh, I know it's weird. You organized? Well, not me. Oh, Lance is holding me to the fire. I was going to. He's beating me. He's yeah. You know, he's beating me about the head and shoulders. Excuse me. Let me get my video thing working here. I got (laughs) to see this. Well. It wasn't too long ago we had that really good conversation about 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah. Yep. And we've had a lot of positive response to I that. like technical stuff. A lot of good feedback. A lot of, you know, I think you guys have it on your website and everything yep. is on the YouTube. So we've had a lot of positive feedback on that segment. So what we're going to try to do is give some more good. Uh, technical, uh, quantifiable information on things like that. The so one we did with 30-06? Like we did with 30-06. You would not believe how many people which said i had no idea or they had their own idea <laughs> right exactly they're like well, well i thought this you know my grandpa taught me that but now <laughs> now i know how it really is so uh that's what we're going to do and i think what we're going to talk about next week is we're going to talk about barrel twist so depending on uh if you get a barrel twist barrel twist barrel who twist who wants to buy a gun with a barrel that's twisted well you might want to listen you might want to listen up next week on why your barrel twist is important admittedly that's something i i don't have a clue i have tried to un- I, i've tried to get into and understand and just finally bailed every time i said ah, i'll just uh, whatever barrel barrel whatever twist. whatever it comes that's how just it comes. put the bullet in there and shoot it that's all you care about well more often than not that's an, all you need to do. it's enormously important yeah. but but well yeah and then the people who are making the barrels are uh are doing the right thing more often than not but we'll go over it next week and talk to you about uh what to look for what's important uh and what to look out for what uh you know to you know be careful because what a lot of people don't know is the difference between an M16 and an M4 is six inches of barrel length. So That's what? It. So what a lot of people did, they had all these surplus M16 barrels, but M4s are popular, right? So they have all these 20-inch barrels, but everybody wants a 14-inch. So they're so cutting so them 16-inch off. Barrel, so they're cutting them off. Well, the barrel, the the, the twist rate, should be different. Uh, different. So don't go, so, go any yeah. farther. That's, oh, so uh, make sure you listen up next quite week. Quite a twist for next week. <laughs> that is a twist for next week. By the way, since our conversation about 6.5 Creedmoor, I saw an article. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, you An did. article about the special operations, SOCOM, Special Operations Command, mm-hmm. uh, is looking at adopting 6.5 Creedmoor as their uh, standard sniper round. So Ooh, uh, Right. Well, right now, I know when uh, – um, like when I was with Marine Corps Security Forces, our what's called the DM designated marksman or enhanced marksman, we shot a three hundred eight, and then um, that was kind of like the the round for everyone. And then some of the SEAL teams, because they have a lot more money, especially after nine eleven, some of these guys started developing their own deal, and they all went to the three hundred Win Mag yeah. because it is it is without a doubt, hands down, a better round. 308 for long distance shooting and then they said well we've got all these surplus barrels and things like this and with the chambers already in 30 out six and 30 out six the ballistics on the 30 out six today the way the bullets are made are way better than they were in 1903 you know mm. um no doubt exactly so some people say well we're just gonna shoot the the 30 out six so you got the 7.62 by 31 the sim or excuse me 7.62 by 39 the 7.62 by 51 the 7.62 by 63 and the 7.62 by 66 so you have all these different rounds that are going out there so i think what they're doing is trying to get the 6.5 creed more to wipe all those things out mm-hmm. just like the m14 did 
after World War II to take over all those. Well, there you go. And my my question was, hey, is this thing going to be around? Well, I think that's a big indicator. It's going to be around. It's It's going to be be around. around It's absolutely going to be around. And if it gets adopted by the military, then it will definitely – you're going to see it in a lot more. I mean, there's there's plenty of applications out there now, but you'll see it in a lot more applications in in the not-so-distant future. All right. Hey, folks, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we've got a special guest on the line as we speak right here on Gun Sports Radio, AM That's 1170. That's Lee, Gunfighter. The answer. That's right. I wasn't going to tell him. I was going to wait for people to go on. Hang in there. All right. Break. Stay tuned. Folks, hey, welcome. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you or any of your family members keep a firearm or other weapons for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, guess what? If you get involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay for bail and the expensive lawyers that are out there? Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection for less than $10 a month. You'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection, www.firearmslegal.com. Call them, 469-3310-9100, or just go to firearmslegal.com. Make sure you tell them Dave, Michael, Lance, and Hollywood sent you. Hey, we got a special guest on the line. we got Lee from Gunfighter Tactical. Hey, Lee, how's it going, buddy? How's it going, guys? How's your Sunday? Rocking, man. We're on radio. How bad could it be? (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. So Lee joins us today to talk about uh, what he was doing a week ago, which was uh, uh, helping to organize and uh, participate in the it was second annual, right? Second annual three gun, local shop three gun? Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, I don't know if it was second annual quite yet, but uh, let's call it that. Yeah. And so tell us what you did. Tell us about the event. Uh, so what I wanted to do is... Everyone always thinks all, you know, I'm part of one gun shop and all the gun shops, but everyone thinks we're like rivals. Everyone thinks we're like, oh, I I talked to a guy from Parallax and you're not allowed to blow that. I talked to a guy from this shop and that's not true. You know, we're all in this together. We're all in the same fight. Um, So what I wanted to do is get us all together, have a friendly, fun competition that all the shops can compete against each other just for fun, you know, just for bragging rights, just you know, and then pass around a trophy like the Stanley Cup and have everyone sign it when, they're, uh, when their time comes up to win it. And, you know, it, it creates camaraderie in the industry, and it, it makes it makes just San Diego fun. It, you know, it's so rare that the employees get to get to take part in stuff because we're always working, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of cool to have just the employees, and then you get to know each other. And, you know, when I call over to another store, I go, hey, Remember when I whooped you the other day? Hey, do you have this ammo in stock for this guy? <laughs> now, talk about the actual competition. What, the competition was a three-gun competition, or what were the particulars of the actual uh, event? Yeah, so we call it combat three-gun because it's not your typical three-gun. It's not it's not particularly race-ready mindset. It's uh, it's combat mindset. So you got to do it with your three typical three-guns, the shotgun, rifle, and pistol. And then the combat part is we uh, we include plate carrier with plates. So 
it's training how real life would be. And then we set up scenarios that are very r- real world driven. Uh, like one of the scenarios we started as a driver's seat in a suburban and had to shoot out the window, not literally shoot out the window, but shoot through the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, shoot through an open car. window. Yeah. Shoot through an open window. Uh, shooting out the window will come. That'll be much more expensive. <laughs> um, but so you shoot out the open window, get out, move around the car, engage the targets as you see them. And it's a more of a combat mindset. And it's so much fun that everyone that we invited this time around, um, even if they didn't win, even if they didn't place real high, they all left giant smiles on their face and were really, really, really stoked to be there. That's cool. And if we were at San Diego County Gunners was there to uh, film it. And we actually have. Uh, three videos up on our YouTube site. If you go to our website, San Diego County Gun Owners dot com, uh, you can see our YouTube channel, and you can see the three videos with uh, a lot of really, really cool shooting. And then also Gunfighter Tactical, you guys have it up on your Facebook page, so check them out on yeah. Gunfighter Tactical's Facebook page. So, uh, how many people participated? Her, how? For, yeah, how many shops actually? Which shops participated? So this time around, we had four shops. Uh, I wanted to get a fifth, but I couldn't get a final commitment from some guys. So we had uh, Gunfighter Tactical, us. We had RDL. And Wait a minute. Joe, Joe's pointing at himself when you said that. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'm going to rat him out on air right that was, here. That's totally me. <laughs> so some shops. because I'm trying to be a nice guy about it, but uh, that, that may or may not have been the second time they flaked on us. Oh. <laughs> mayor, I, cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny that fact. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so, okay, so gun, mean, Gunfighter Tactical put it together, Lee, and then you had, so there was Gunfighter Tactical, and where were the other shops? Uh, we had RDL up in Escondido. We had um, Ammo Brothers, just two blocks from us. And then we had the Glock store. Nice. And each team had five people. So we had 20 competitors. And it, it, we had five stages. And so we could re- revolve around the stages pretty quickly. Um, and it was it was a blast, man. It was so much fun. <laughs> so you know what you ought to do, being the marketer that I am? Each one of you guys that are going to be in this competition should raise money and we'll donate it to a charity, a big charity of some kind. That's a really good idea. That's, that is a great idea, and I had no intention of thinking of that, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> that's why I'm the marketer. Uh, you need to get me in that meeting. Yeah. San Diego County Gun Owners, that's a pretty good charity. <laughs> no, we're not giving it to San Diego County Gun Owners. Now, what, what do you, you guys have a trophy already, or what's, what's going on there? Yeah, we actually have a trophy that I made in my garage. Um, it's it's my son picked out the gun from the 99 cent store, and I spray painted it gold and you know glued it to some car, uh, glued it to some wood, and it's awesome because the back of it is plain uh, and you can sign like, hey. So I put gunfighter tactical and I put the date of the competition we won, and it's hanging very very proudly in our store right now. Um, but you know, wait wait wait, Who, mean- did you guys? Win? I, I we got ahead of ourselves. Who won? Gunfighter oh, tactical. Uh, Yes, yes, we did. Nice, congratulations. Makes the trophy, wins the trophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, honestly, when I was making it, I was like, I better make this good because if it's hanging in our shop, I don't want it to be janky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's 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 fun. Like the, the letters on the trophy are like little sticky foam letters that we picked out, my son and I picked out at Michael's. And when I say my son, remember, he's two years old, so yeah. he's like just so pointing he knows. and grabbing. Oh, he knows more yeah. about that yeah. stuff than you do. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I like this competition idea. I think that's and it's a good way to get the get the shops together. It, did you see the video? No, I haven't. You seen gotta it. check out the video. It's very very. Cool. Is it on your website? Yeah, it's on our website. What's what on website our is that? Channel, San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. In the upper right hand corner, you click on the little YouTube 
uh, icon and boom, takes okay. you right to the channel. And then we have three videos, but it's it's very very cool. Um, what if, yeah. can San, what if San Diego County got on our sponsors like a huge like you know cup where we could add you know uh, engraved names like the like, Indy five hundred? Yeah, could we do that next year? Maybe or, or should we talk? Yeah, about absolutely. Yeah. We someone even brought up like the Stanley Cup, how it just gets passed around. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. That's what, yeah. You know, you you take the pictures. You know, every every year, whoever wins it takes the pictures with the trophy, and we can do the same thing. You know, yeah. I want it to be fun. I don't want it to get too serious. It's it's all designed to have fun. Hey, now, you know? can, a, can a radio show join in? I mean, we don't own guns or ammos or why a shop. We, why don't we have Dave sponsor the uh, suburban? What's suburban? <laughs> that they shoot the at? No, they shoot I don't want to shoot no suburban. But no, I mean, because see, I've got three ringers right here that could go and compete. I got three guys. I got Mike, Lance, yeah, and Joe. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot we of get, fun. Well, what the Joe heck? may or may not be attached to a team that may or may not show up. So that. <laughs> oh, that's right. But if you hold it right next door to the high dive, it won't be a problem because yeah. he'll just come out the door and make the hard right. And he can do whatever he has to do. I like that idea. I really uh, do. But I think a charity would be, you know, because I, mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's enough of them out there that could use the help and it would be fun. So did, did everybody yeah. bring their own? Did everybody bring their own bat? Did everybody bring their own? You know what I mean, like their own AR or their own rifle or whatever. How was oh, that? Yeah. Is that how did all yeah, that work? Yeah, so every, everyone brought their own gear. Um, the only thing that was probably a little short was the plates and plate carriers. Um, but you only have to be wearing it when you shoot the stage. So there was a lot of passing off going back and forth, which is yeah. totally okay. Huh. You know, as long as they shoot the stage with it, it's, it smells so good. I'm sure at the I, end of the day. Yeah. Did you have to? Did yeah. you have to tech? Did you have to tech everybody's weapons? Uh, what do you mean tech? Well, you know, we're watching NASCAR here. We figured, you know, you had to go through tech, making sure you. No, no, no. There's no, there's no chicken or trigger pulls or anything like that. that. As long as you're safe, you're good. A limited magazine, ten round magazine. That's 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 kind of that was kind of the thing. We, you know, we did ten round magazines. just because a store has a high capacity magazine permit or a standard yeah. capacity magazine permit doesn't mean that, you know, their employees are allowed to use them or whatnot. Right. So we did 10 rounds across the board just to make it fair. Cause sure. if one guy shows up with a 30 round mag and one guy shows up with a 10 round mag and has to do two reloads to shoot the same stage, this is not fair. So right. we played the game, you know, so we did 10 across the board and, um, we're not doing classes. We're not doing, no, you know, no, no. carry optics. We're not doing this, that we're, we're having fun. You know, so if you want to be that guy that shows up with a red dot on every gun and three in your helmet and two in your pocket, cool. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's so cool. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So when are you going to do the next one? Uh, so we the venue is, is really awesome, um, and they have every quarter they have a slot that we could fill if we want to. So, um, we, you know, if we want to do it, we were thinking maybe do one big one a year and then three, like, you know, bracket ones. If we can there get enough shops on board. Qualifiers. You know, exactly. It doesn't have to be the same shops competing every time. So if we can do enough of them that we get three, you know, three solid ones and then a main big one that has like the final four or the final five, that way. And this is what's really cool too is um, we were able to get some of the, the companies that we work closely with. Like I have a lot of the, the name brand reps like in my phone, like they're friends of mine. So I told them, I was like, Hey, this is for gun shops. This is for us. This is for employees. And they said, we gotcha. So they kicked down a few, a few things for us. Vortex was very generous and got us a scope and a red dot to give. And it's really unique because usually when we get free stuff, we have to give it off to the, the customers, you know, and that's what we're there for is just to be the medi- intermediary. But this was like we got to win it for once, so that was kind of wow. cool. Wow! All right, buddy. Hey, yeah. well, thanks a lot. Give give your website out one time. Yeah, gunfightertactical.com. 
And then uh, always check us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, buddy. One more question? No, I just wanted to say we, we appreciate uh, coming on and talking about it, Lee. And, and just to reiterate what you said earlier, everybody thinks that all these gun shops around here are trying to dog each other out. But we're really a big family, and we yeah. really support one another. And just, you know. It's part of San Diego. There's something about San Diego because a lot of businesses, car dealerships are the same way. We all work together. You got it. You go to L.A., it's ugly. Hey, folks, we want to thank yeah. our sponsors, Gun Range San Diego. CAFirearmslaw.com with John Dillon, firearmslegal.com, Trident Gunsmithing. And, hey, we'd like you to uh, jump on to info at Gun Sports Radio. Check out our website. Tune in next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Right here on AM 1170. The answer. The Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.